Hello, welcome to the next episode of Just the Facts. We are once again joined with a friend of Just the Facts, Miss Marcy Menninger. It's still MM dealer, it is. not M&M. You still haven't I made know, that adjustment. But I do love the M&M, so I keep saying I should. But, but you haven't. I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Marcy, it's, it's been a year, mm-hmm. right? It's been a year since we talked last. Yeah. Um, Social media-wise, everything, a lot going on, right? We happened to be uh, at a convention recently together, and we did our panel. But what are you hearing from dealers? Uh, they still seem to, and you'll know this better than anybody, but they still seem to struggle with the whole social media thing, right? It's not real tangible. It's not like sending a mailer and watching customers come yeah. in with a mailer, that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah. What are you hearing from dealers? Why do they, the ones that resist it, why do they still resist it? I mean, I think primarily because it's it's work. It, it's time, not money, right? right Which right. is one of the things that we've been covering quite a bit in, in this uh, particular session, the conference. And they just, you know, it's very difficult to find the time. And it's yeah. difficult to find the right person. As we've talked about before, social is social. So that means giving the dealership a personality, making people understand that you guys are actually people at the dealership. This exists, you know, these are people whose kids play sports. These are people who have, you know, hobbies and passions and things like that. That's social. So it's such a, um, you know, it's so different than regular advertising. And they just want to look at it as advertising. How can we advertise on Facebook? How can we advertise? And it's not that it's it's social media, right? So you know we we try. Uh, in fact, we've partnered on this several times to be able to give dealers things they can do without just mm-hmm. spending money, right? Business is business. We're obviously in business, but we mm-hmm. we do try to be creative, right? There's things dealers can do uh, and not spend money and, mm-hmm. and still have that impact, right? And I know you have some great ideas. Uh, you want to share one or two of those with, with what they can do at the dealership, maybe to drive a little more traffic and give them a little better image in the community, that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, as we talked about before, it is, it is hard to create that social, where do you start? So you can start by just reaching out in your community, uh, doing things like maybe having a pet adoption day, reaching out to your local humane society or some other pet type organization and seeing if they want to bring dogs or puppies that sure. day. And automatically, everyone you, loves puppies. Everyone loves puppies. <laughs> and so automatically you create this great environment. You know, your, your, your employees love it. Your customers love it. People will see and they'll come and want to visit. And so all of a sudden you have a social environment. Right. And you just naturally you know, are creating perfect content for social media without any additional effort. And that's really a great beginning of of how to introduce yourselves on social media and give your dealership a personality by connecting with a cause, so to speak. Yeah, you know, one of the ones you had had mentioned, and I've seen it, and I've seen the cause and effect of it, is bringing your local fire department to bring a big fire truck, yeah. park it right in front, right? That's and a fun and the kid, one. kids oh, yeah. kids love the fire yeah, truck. Yeah. And next thing you know, you're turning heads, oh, they're yeah. looking at your dealership, they're driving by, oh, yeah. what's going on, right? Would you yeah. that's a good one, right? Yeah, that's a great one. I mean, that's actually it's called Touch a Truck. I mean, it's not completely original, something I created, but sure. it's something that, you know, people have started doing over the last couple of years. And, you know, you invite your local tow truck company, right? right. They want the publicity, too. Sure. And and that's also a big attraction, especially if it's one of those big tow trucks, fire stations. They're always happy to be part of whatever the public, you know, persona is. So they'll come out, bring the fire truck, and, yes, you get that street visual. People yeah. see it. They drive by. What's going on there? 
and you know whatever other you know, police cars if you depending on how much room you have on your lot sure is going to obviously dictate that but again it provides a social environment and it also gives people the opportunity even your employees to talk about something other than price and yeah, you know yeah, why yeah. are you here and you know blah 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 yeah you know uh Oftentimes, the franchise dealers tend to have the big, beautiful building and the big, beautiful lights. And, but our independent friends don't always have that, right? Right, right? So anything they can lend to the public image of their mm-hmm. business, of their dealership, right? You know, you had also mentioned with the fire department doing a, and I thought this was a great idea, it's kind of cool, is the child seats, having them properly installed and having a lesson on that, right? There's so many... Parents don't know how to do that. No Absolutely. one ever. There's no school to put a child There's seat no in. No lesson. Yeah, you know, parent becomes pregnant. You know, woman becomes pregnant. She does a baby registry and she registers for a car seat. But then what? Right? Yeah. You get the car seat. And they're they're complicated, they especially complicated. with the new seat belts and all the different straps and things like that. And it is very important. It's a big safety issue to put in a pro- in a car a car seat improperly. Every vehicle is slightly different. So there's tons of child advocacy groups, child safety groups that are more than happy to come out and do that. So again, you have an opportunity to reach out to the public, to be social, to show your personality, and just to give back, and it costs you nothing. Right. Yeah. And that's the key, right? That's the the, key. Time not money. You can can throw money at things. That's never been a good plan, and now it's a terrible one, right? With the economy going all over the place and things. You you know, we we had taught, uh, you and I talked a little bit about synergy, um, you know, what the customer's looking for today, right? That proverbial four square information's online now. Uh, what used to build rapport, build conversation, build a car deal at the dealership, that's done, right? They, they know the price, you're pretty much the market. They, they know their payment, they know, there's 10 ways to know what their trades were, they can do a credit app, they can do all that right. online. So when they get to the dealership, that conversation's different, right? Mm-hmm. And how the dealer communicates with them online, now, you know, Cox Automotive says over half your traffic first port of contacts at the dealership, right? Mm-hmm. What is that looking like in your world? How how can a dealer paint that image, right? They're calling it future costs. Customers come in today mm-hmm. since they know all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, they're asking, where'd you get the car from? Who had it? Did you, you know, was it taken care of? Right. There's there ways right. to subliminally keep that in there instead of the, your job is your credit, or four fifty nine a month, or mm-hmm. one thousand down, right, thousands right. above KBB, all that stuff. Yeah, that that annoys customers at this point. Oh yeah. So, what would you tell a dealer? What kind of advice would you give a dealer? Right. Yeah. So, what we tend to forget because we're in this business, right? Yeah. yeah. The salespeople have been selling usually for a while. A dealer's been in the business a long time, has seen hundreds and hundreds of cars, and what they forget is that this is usually the first, second, third, maybe fourth purchase ever in somebody's life of buying a car. And this is typically the second largest purchase they'll ever buy. Right. behind a house right and so this is huge for them like they want to know as many details about the car they want to make sure they're making the right decision they want to feel good about it price is important yes but it's all those other subliminal factors am i buying from the right place am i buying the right car you know all of the am i buying from the right person am i going to get a good experience is there going to be follow-up all of those things that actually are forgotten because dealers tend to want to just Go to price. Right, right. Price, 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 price. Trade, you know, tra- price, tra- trade, price of the car, payments, blah, blah, blah. The conversations should start with who that person is, why they're buying the car, what they need the car for, and then answering the questions about the car. Why this car? Because Honda Accord is such a great car. It has, you know, this 
XYZ, uh, you know, ratings, it's safe, it's good, da-da-da. And let me tell you about this car specifically, Bob. This car, this actual car, this has a clean Carfax record. This car has never been an accident. It has, from the day this car was was purchased by the original owner, they maintained it. They kept it up. The interior is spotlessly clean. Nobody ever smoked in it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Whatever it is. People get excited about those stories, and dealers, I think, forget to tell those stories because they are thinking of these cars as a commodity. When is Lockstale Cruise there? Yeah, and this is not, you know, think about, we identify with our cars, right? We're proud of our cars. Whether it's somebody driving a Honda Accord or driving a Lamborghini, that person is wants to identify with their it's car. An for, it's an extension. So make them feel good about it. Keep the personality in it. That's so true. You know, last time you, you were with us, uh, you had mentioned the, the keywords and what, the, you know, everyone thinks yeah. they're looking for power winners or not. And you even mentioned like smoke-free car. Right, that yes. was that was a high right. on Google right. search, and right. no one does that. No one, right. they gotten away from that. Well, what's funny is a year ago. So a year ago, we talked about this, right? Yeah. We talked about some of the again time, not money. Yeah, the SEO type value that you could put out there for the dealership. Yeah, and we talked about one of the things was reliable cars. Right, list out what you should be looking for in a reliable car. Yeah. Right, should be looking at maintenance records and safety records and you know things like that, and do actually you know maybe a drop down that takes you to that page with the most reliable cars. And in that last year, the stat now is 70% increase in the amount of people searching for reliable cars. So last year we talked about it. (laughs) So we're a year later and nobody's done that. Shame on them, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, you know, it's funny because if things change 5%, people get excited. Right. This changed 70. Exactly. 70%. And we, we offered this advice a year ago, <laughs> yeah, right? And so, you know, there's... There's a lot of things that can be done that, again, they're at time, not money. Right. And it is thinking about it from the vantage point of the dealer as a consumer. What do you want when you go on Amazon.com? What do you want to see on social media? If you go on your own social media page, you know, do you want to see, you know, just pictures of, of product? No, that's why the peop- the companies that are successful show lifestyle ads they right. show an emotional ad right. i mean it's like the beer commercials used to make you cry right <laughs> i mean yeah. you know pe- people are people yeah, they yeah. want to do business with people and especially you know gen z and millennials they they want to feel like they are somebody not just a checkbook walking in the door yeah you know and that brings up a, an interesting point and i want to get your take on this so we have we have been educating dealers for the last five years quite frankly uh, we, we it was proven during COVID at the height of COVID when customers were told they couldn't go to the dealer. Dealers weren't allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. Some places it was illegal. To, you know, I mean, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, they they threw the fear at them of everything going wrong. They still prefer to go to the dealership. Yeah. I, ju- I just read an article uh, a week ago. Now Gen Z, eighty six percent of them said they still want to go to the dealership. Right? It was early right. thought. Oh, they hate the dealer. Yeah. They don't want. They still want right. to go. But it has to be a transition. Because online, they're safe. That's why they go there, right? Right, You give them whatever they want. You don't give them a hard time. But that transition, taking them from online experience to showroom experience, I know you work on that a lot. Is there one or two tips you could give a dealer about transitioning that customer from online to showroom, talking to them and bringing them in and sharing the experience? Yeah, so it should definitely be a seamless transition, right? Going from shopping online, whatever those things are that are offered online, the research, 
to in in the store. So once they come in, you have to assume that these these days people are doing a lot of research online. Right. So immediately you want to find out what that information is that they've garnered online. That should be, be the first question. It right? should be the first question <laughs> because you know that they've they've done not not hey welcome in what can I help you with today yeah, right yeah, I yeah. mean we know you're here for a car no shit right, right. you're here for a car that's why you're at the dealership. What kind of research have you done? And why are you buying a car today? Well, my teenage son, okay. Well, you know what? That's awesome because we have like four cars that we we just acquired that are gonna that are amazing for teenagers. They've got the safety equipment, but that they have cool technology. You know, we've reconditioned them with new tires. These are there's like four choices. Well, immediately you're not talking budget. You're talking about a car right, that's right. gonna be great Experience. for their teenager. Yeah. They're interested. You've piqued their interest. Because no matter what research they've done, the, again, they're they're coming in educated. You're speaking to that research, not just what you want to present to that customer. You know, that makes a lot of sense. That's why we're always excited when you come on board and, and, and share us those insights. Now, we, we always promise to keep these to a certain time frame, right? We know you're listening to podcasts, you want to listen to us for an hour, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Um, we always want to give the last couple of minutes to our guests to talk yeah. about who you are and mm -hmm. what you do for dealers and you want to go ahead and do that? Take a couple minutes. Just tell them about yourself. Tell them who you are. Sure. So I've been in the car business for many years, first with, with Cox, and then started uh, this business about five years ago. And we actually look for those pain points that dealers are having in digital marketing, uh, user experience on the website, SEO, social media. And then we dig in and work on those pain points and try to solve those and help them create a process that's going to work for them and their staff. And how would they get a hold of you? So mmdealeradvocates.com online, or uh, they can look me up, any of those, you know, social media. Uh, again, just Google me, right? <laughs> Google business profiles, great SEO. Uh, I'm out there, and uh, once you give a call, uh, I, I'm the lead of the company. I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to dig in. I'm the one that's going to actually be there. You're not going to get shoved off on somebody else. Um, I will always be there for you to ensure that we are, like I said, you know, helping you with those pain points. And what I found is that every dealer has different pain points. Sure. There's no one solution Absolutely fits all. Not. And so we, we dig into what those are and help help resolve those. You do a great job and you're always helping dealers and we're always happy you join thank us on you, this Tom. show. Always, always a pleasure. Me. It's great to be here. So thank you for joining us on Just the Facts and we'll see you next time.